punk rock. Welcome to Joker Men. It's a podcast that is actually about Bob Dylan, if you can believe it. And it's about Bob Dylan making records in the middle part of his career. Today, we have a, a special guest, Sam France of Fox. Thank you. Thank you. This is an, an amazing opportunity for you, the listener, to listen to this. And uh, as always, I'm Evan, and my co-host is Ian. Yes. And today we're talking about Slow Train Coming. Slow Train Coming, the 1979 record by Bob Dylan, which is all about the good Lord. The 1979 record by a Christian rock recording artist, Bob Dylan. And you might want to... uh, change your way of thinking if if all you knew was Bob Dylan in the, in the 60s in the 70s Oof. the early 70s I mean because uh that's what this first song on side B is about it's about doing something different with your mind and your soul sure is and it's called gonna change my way of thinking yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> gotta change my way of thinking. Well, the first of the blues chuggers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I think I think the last track on side A is the last. Slow is train, the last the slow track. train. Slow train. I kind of consider that the first because I was listening on Spotify, mm. and uh, I kind of consider that the first of the spl- the blues chugger suite. We got a bunch of blues chuggers about Jesus. Or not even about Jesus, just about, you know, whatever he's, like we've said before, this theme of, you know, redemption or or, or this kind of almost Old Testament, not quite Old Testament, but this kind of, you know, this punk rock Christian vibe. This is New Testament (laughs) stuff now. I mean, like... It's New Testament shit, man. John Wesley Harding, that's Old Testament, you know. That's Old Testament shit, man. I love... That was such a good episode, by the way, you guys. like. Thank uh, you. That was our very first episode, actually. It was the first episode, and it It was was the one that hooked me. Uh, It hooked me. It was so good. But there's some some similarities between JWH and uh, STC. (laughs) <laughs> slow train coming um, right where STC. Uh, change my way of thinking though to to just uh, jump right onto that Th- this is a song about uh changing your way of thinking from the old testament to the new testament oh We're shit going make myself a new set of rules not only can the it's not just that the sea can be parted it's not just that the water can turn into blood it's that a man can be brought back from the dead. It's that a man can make fish into uh, wine. You know, things that Jesus did. <laughs> As they say. Uh, make, make water into wine, make, make fish just in general. I mean, Dylan, Dylan might as well have said that shit, you know. Make fish into wine! When you make... Who cares? Yeah, when you make fish into wine... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, forgive me. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> no, man, that's cool. Um, this song, Changed My Way of Thinking, starts side B, and it features truly some incredible lyrics. Yeah, I think that's the best The best thing to say about this song is is the lyrics, <laughs> that one particular lyric that you're uh, probably about to tell us. Right. There, there's a lyric in here which 
I I realized was was on this song a while back, a few months ago. Um, I was just kind of re-listening to "Slow Train Coming," and there's a lyric that really spoke to me and stuck with me, which is, um, "Don't know which is worse, doing your own thing or being cool." <laughs> I didn't catch that one. That's heavy, man. Don't Wise know words. Which is worse, just doing your own thing or being cool? Um, Holy shit, man! That's heavy, man. Say like, yeah. I mean, it it's it really just glides by. But if you actually just like reckon with that for a minute, like he's saying, I don't know which is worse. That's doing something that you like think is nice, but isn't like doesn't bring you anything. Uh, in terms of clout or just chasing clout. <laughs> He's saying, like, both of those are bullshit. <laughs> I, like, your hobby that you care a lot about, it's bullshit. Your your ambition to be The hipster somebody- beatnik returns. I, I spoke too soon. This this guy's making me challenge my fucking hipsterdom at this point, man. He, he can never resist but throw you some some some... Manhattan fucking wisdom, some fucking 69, you know, fucking beatnik shit. But, but the craziest thing about what he's saying is that even the beatnik shit is is bad. <laughs> no, you you can't win. You know, you're not you never be cool, he's man. He's saying everyone is a sinner. The people who That's heavy. Who have a who have a show on YouTube where they like delicately clean dress shoes. Right, those, wrong. Those people, fuck, they are probably going fuck to hell. You. And then the people who are actually, yeah. you know, doing something cool that everyone <laughs> loves, like are in a band w- that's just like a noun with an S at the end of it, its name. You know, th- those people also going to hell. <laughs> Either category, man. So it's heavy. Th- that lyrics just absolutely struck me, and you know, shocked me in my core. So basically what he's saying with the, the this this little passage of don't know which is worse doing your own thing or being cool that's really one of the great Bob Dylan lyrics of all time. So true, man. What what do we think is worse? Is is doing your own thing worse or is just being cool worse? The point I think is that neither of them are are enough. Not not compared to the the fucking redemption of the Lord. I guess that's true. You know, right? Right, right. And not compared to a understanding, first of all, that you aren't that you're not doing the the most. You know, that, right? Where you start in life, I think, is if we really wanted to read into this, he's saying, you know. You only start when you realize that you're <laughs> shit. That you're the cool, yeah, the the cool thing is uh, wearing a cross necklace and praying. What one one thing I do want to say is like I was reading about this album a little bit, and you know the the he was part of the you know mm-hmm. the Vineyard Church. What's it called? You know, it was some like L.A. church that was hip at the time or something. You know, and um, it kind of seems a little cultish to me. Um, and, and, and I do think that he, you know, um, 
you know, even just some of the shit on Wikipedia was just kind of like, you know, he was pretty heavy into this trip. He was preaching to everybody, and he was he was definitely, you know, on this trip. It, uh, it is, I think trip is really the right word. Like, we talked right. last episode about how the mid-'70s, mid-to-late-'70s especially, it was like a period of people being, yeah, spiritually, like, out at sea and searching right. for some kind of driftwood to cling to. And... uh Right. Everybody was on some kind of trip. And yeah. Yeah. This seems like uh, Bob was, he caught a big piece of driftwood in the shape of a cross. <laughs> on the yes. note of that, uh, <laughs> that vineyard church or whatever that, that you just mentioned there, Sam, he, he was also reading this, uh, this other book by some guy that was there, Hal Lindsey, called The Late Great Planet Earth. Um, who, uh, who, let's see. Cultish, uh, man. Exactly, yeah. Doomsday vibes, man, that's, you know, that's, like that's a, It sounds like the, the Whole Earth catalog. The uh, Whole Earth? I, I know, like Hollow Earth. Is that different than Whole Earth? Yeah, no, the Whole Earth catalog was like a, um, it, it was actually this thing that was kind of like, it was also called, they had the subtitle Access to Tools, this was like something that was very influential on like young Steve Jobs and um and like the people in like the Grateful Dead sort of circle. It it was just like a sort of utopian 70s magazine basically. Right. And um now that guy Stuart Brand is like building like a clock inside of a mountain that's supposed to go for 10,000 years. Anyway, heavy. Um I didn't mean to derail the thing about the um, vineyard church, but... Uh, but it's that vibe, you know? Yeah, this sort it's, of, like, universal, universalist, uh, unitarian type of... Right, right. Although this... I don't know much about the vineyard thing. Does, this seems like it was much more actually Christian than than, like, a unitarian type of... I guess so, you know. I mean, there's this... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. It's uh, something. I'm trying to look at it. Neo-charismatic evangelical Christian denomination uh, rooted in the charismatic renewal and historic evangelicism. It seems like some... It seems like, uh, you know, like uh, Righteous Gemstones or something. You know, that like mega church. uh, uh preaching yeah mission. totally you know i like they were talking about how like you know the wikipedia was talking about how the you know they like you know they sent these people from this church you know to talk to dylan you know at his house and he you know he like had this you know is this big is this big deal you know and he was really kind of like you know definitely like gave into the vibe you know and was was definitely into it you know and trying to evangelize yeah. everybody including um What's the Jerry Wexler? Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Yeah, there's a great quote about that. <laughs> that quote is great, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's something like uh, Bob is trying to preach to Jerry Wexler and, and trying to convert him and get him to see the way, and, and Wexler is like, "You're you're talking to a sixty year old atheist Jew or something. Let's just <laughs> let's just cut a record." <laughs> yes, exactly. That's the exact quote, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Fuck it, man, dude. <laughs> Let's cut a record, Bob. Chill. They they don't make the characters like they used to. 
shall we jump along to our uh, our next? Should we should we keep this slow train coming and jump along to our next song? Let's please. Uh, that would be uh, one of the classics, maybe the strongest song on the second. Actually, uh, I, I, I misspoke. Not the strongest side of, song on the second side, but one of the stronger songs on the second side. Do right to me. What mm. what makes you? Um, what makes the song so strong to you, Ian? Well, I think that this has got uh, it's got a very nice kind of jaunty uh, um, rhythm and, and melody to it. You know, there's a nice kind of like hip shaking. Uh, vibe that that gets started right at the beginning, and then Bob's got this very um, infectious lyric pattern in here uh, throughout the entire song. He he doesn't want to do. So. He goes, uh, "Don't want to judge nobody. Don't want to be judged. Don't want to touch nobody. Oh, don't want to be, be touched." touched. The, well, my favorite line in this one is, uh, "Don't want to wink at nobody. Don't want to be winked at." <laughs> Which, uh, you know, you could read as being very uh, surface level, very um, simple. But I think there's a lot to that. Don't want to wink at nobody. Don't want to be winked at. Fuck winking. You heard it from Dylan, dude. Fuck, fuck winking. Fuck you. If you wink, fuck off. Yeah. yeah I don't want to. I don't want to be like part of your like cutesy little thing. I don't. I'm not interested. Like you could take that one line and kind of superimpose it onto just Bob Dylan as a personality. Like, Truth, it seems like man. he he is Truth. always someone who does not want to be fucking winked at. That's true. And it seems like he goes to great lengths not to be winked at, wearing dark glasses all the time. Uh, <laughs> you know, just like not true. engaging with an audience in a way that's like really friendly like not trying to like be everybody's buddy he Truth. this is a man who abhors winking <laughs> that's true and he uh yeah he, he quickly or or um yeah quickly uh course corrected from the the spirit and mood that he was in on the on the street legal tour from uh you know the year before and, and started around this time having these very confrontational concerts with uh, with audiences where he would try to preach at them from the stage, um, and, and 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 the people that were there just to hear Bob Dylan play Bob Dylan songs would hoot and holler at him and get pissed, and he would just he would just vibe on it. There was some video you sent me earlier today, Evan. What was that line about? If you want to, oh, yeah. if you want to listen to yeah, rock yeah. and roll, go to a Kiss concert yeah, or like, something. Wanna, somebody yells "rock and roll" at the stage, and he says. Rock and roll! If you want to rock and roll, you can go down and rock and roll. You can go see Kiss, and you rock and roll, you can way down to the pit. <laughs> to the pit, man. What the fuck is he talking about? He's That's talking awesome, about man. literal hell. He's talking about <laughs> burning alive for eternity. Uh, by, by listening to a Kiss concert. That's awesome, man. Kiss. Something that I uh, wanted to bring up just in, in regard to Dylan and his Christian awakening. It's like... You could be shocked at all this, or you could look back at 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 something like like a Rolling Stone, and uh, is it that different from the the no. attitude that he takes on that song, where he goes, "How does it feel?" It's like that feels to me like it's it's really coming from the same sort of fervent, like kind of a a really over- aggressive attitude that bob has for like 
people that he feels are like frittering their lives away. Yes. The bitter hipster once again, man. Who who, who are living their lives winking at each other. He just yes. wants you to fucking know that like you You are, suck. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, well the, you're you're invisible now. You have no secrets to conceal. Like the, there's a some. I, I was watching an interview with Grail Marcus, uh, who who wrote a, a very good book about um, Dylan. From what I've heard, I've not read the the whole thing, but um, in this interview, he talks about like a Rolling Stone, and he talks about how that lyric, "How does it feel?" is kind of like the heart of that song, and um, that's like what Bob puts like his most energy into and to a point where it's like frightening. And he says, um, how does it feel to be like doing what you're doing right now? Like, does this make you feel alive to be on your own? No direction home. Yeah. He says, Grail Marcus says it maybe comes down to the words. How does it feel? Because that's a question everyone is asked at different times in their life and that they have to ask themselves. And the song threatens you in a way, and it says, mm. how does it feel? How does it feel to know to be it's doing heavy. what you're doing right now? Do you feel really alive? Do you feel that this is what you ought to be doing with <laughs> your life? Are you sure? And the song challenges you, whoever you are, and whenever it arrives. And that's where Dylan puts the most heart. And so I, I just felt like that was a really- that's beautiful great it's beautiful summation of of yes that song but also something that feels like so connected to what we're seeing emerge here on slow train where like dylan is kind of writing these songs in a way that's he's totally steeped in that feeling of being like uh eager to just pitilessly hold this mirror up to the audience that's that uh that's that holier than thou thing that I was talking about earlier except now like he's always been holier than thou but now he literally is holier than that like he he literally has Christ behind him uh, and so where yeah where before it used to be uh like a rolling stone or positively fourth street just like look how good I'm doing look how fucked up you are now it's look how good I'm doing look how fucked up you are uh you're going to hell it's the same it's the same kind of spirit the same kind of uh project or idea behind it uh but now he's just got this whole evangelical element infused into it you could it. say that it's about look how good I'm doing or you could say Look how bad even I am. It's saying like, even I'm you who bought Truth, a yeah. ticket to see me. <clears throat> You're like spitting on them. Like, <laughs> you think that I'm someone special, you idiot. I'm just as bad as you. <laughs> just like there's a lot wrapped up in this. Like, it feels like it's it's kind of like a big yeah. flaming pyre. He's trying to. Stoke whenever he, he he gets really into it and and uh, change my way of thinking is like it's it's sort of a mission statement for him and it's 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 a more personal statement in a way it's saying like I he's showing you that you know even I'm going to reconsider things so like you better do it too idiot well that might. Uh bring us along to next next track on side B, uh, which I think kind of continues this theme that we're talking about, right? Uh, where he's uh, 
he's 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 got some choice words for the people that he's speaking to here, and, and now he's asking them, "When are you gonna wake yeah. up?" I like the song a lot. Yeah, I mean, when, when you're gonna wake up is just a heightening of what what we were just talking about. <laughs> Literally shaking you awake. He's saying, "When are you gonna realize?" Do you realize by the flaming lips? <laughs> There's a nice little like um, the chorus kind of goes into a double time vibe, mm-hmm. which is really mm-hmm. nice. Kind of picks up. I like that. I like that kind of upbeat chorus. You know, it's 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 great, and you know, and it's got that great socialist line, <laughs> right? Is that what you're talking about, uh, Ian? Like earlier, like was it like like yeah, was exactly. that what Karl we're Marx saying? Karl Marx has got you by the throat. Henry Kissinger Kissinger's got you tied up in knots. Which is just one of those perplexing moments that makes you think, like, <laughs> what are your politics, Bob? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Like Karl Marx has got you by the throat. Which is worse, I wonder? You know, being tied up in knots or being held by the throat? It's a good question. Interestingly, Karl Marx reappears on this summer's uh, smash hit LP, Rough and Rowdy Ways. Uh, uh, in fuck, what's which song? Second or third song? The one, the one about Frankenstein. Uh, and he's also, uh, he's also some sort of like vision of hell or something. Bob seems to have a very negative opinion of of uh, Mr. Marx for whatever he's reason. He's not into Karl Marx, and he's not into Henry Kissinger. Um, you know, one of those, I yeah, Henry Kissinger, absolute. Uh, you know, is someone who's you know probably the best example. Of someone who's going to hell. Um, cannot believe he's still alive. That's that's why he is still alive is because he is going to you know has some sort of like Faustian deal with the devil or something. He's just gonna live forever even after uh, he uh, you know he orders the bombing of uh, the, you know the Western Hemisphere. Right, but uh, you know when are you gonna wake up? When are you gonna realize that neither socialism, which is good. Or being uh, Henry Kissinger, which is very, very bad. Neither of these <laughs> things are are actually equal to um, accepting the Lord Christ into your heart. That's true. When are you going to wake up? I wonder, I wonder who he's talking to. I wonder who the you is in this song. Because there's other lines in here that's like... Uh, there's one right here. You got you got innocent men in jail. Your insane asylums are filled. You got unrighteous doctors dealing drugs that'll never cure your ills. Wow, that's, so that's is, true. is you is you once again just the entire? Is it is it is it the state of of America once again? I think it is a broad. I think it's a big you that he's throwing out there. Yeah. And, and then the other thing he says a lot in the song is he says strengthen the things that remain, mm-hmm. which is a loaded phrase. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what to make of it. <laughs> loaded phrase, indeed. Strengthen. The Strikes me as one of those things that uh, just kind of sounded good uh, in terms of like the right kind of. Uh, Syllable pattern rolling off the tongue. I, I, don't, I don't know that there's a ton of meaning. Is a that. phrasing concern? You think? Yeah, exactly. Strengthen the thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. You theory. can also read a lot into it, though, which makes it a good, uh, you know, a good phrase to throw on this song. I do like that Bob also comes comes out as a very. Uh, very anti-pornography in the song. Uh, adulterers in churches and pornography in the schools. 
So well, he's he's not happy about he's that. He's prescient in a way because I'm sure that there are you know OnlyFans videos being made in school bathrooms around around the country. Although I, I suppose not right now. Probably not. Well, actually, you know, probably even right now, but maybe just fewer than there usually are. Well, if your school is open and forcing you to go to it, then, uh, you know, Godspeed, go ahead, do an OnlyFans video in the bathroom. Like, everything's fucked up. Yeah, fuck it. Who fucking cares? Um, well, unless we have any other, uh, comments about this one, uh, I don't want to speed us along too long, but I am quite excited to get to the ninth, or excuse me, the eighth song on this record, the penultimate track, which, <laughs> which may be my favorite song yeah, on the album song now. Yeah, this song rules. Good choice. <laughs> Good choice. I can't even. Um, for similar reasons to, uh, the reason why we loved certain things on Bob Dylan at Budokan, which, uh, namely, song. is that this is a reggae song <laughs> about, but but it has something else going for it. Can you tell me what that is? Uh, I think I'll call it a bull. You know, I mean, that, that line, I think, you know, that's just, at that point, you're like, that lyric's fucking retarded. You know? and, I mean, not really, but I mean, I mean, it's just like, what the fuck? It's so good, you know? Wasn't too small and it wasn't too big. Think you call it a pig? Uh, uh, yeah, this is this is of course the immortal man gave name so to all, all the animals, animals which in uh, the beginning just consists of Bob uh, in the uh, identifying a series of animals by their traits. Well, this yeah. song I think Great. is sort of a a pre uh, a preview of what we're going to get way down the line with stuff like uh, Under the Red Sky, uh, Wiggle Wiggle. Uh, songs that sound like they're for children. This and interestingly, this one literally is for children. The Wiggles, the the child no music way. group, the Wiggles covered this song Are just you, a few years ago. Wow, I didn't even make that connection. I just talked about Wiggle Wiggle. That's what brought it back to mind. And money. then we're talking about the Wiggles covering this. The Lord is looking upon this podcast with with delight. Just because I'm not as much of a Joker man as much as you guys, what 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 album do you, are you guys referring to as being really embracing the Wiggles vibe? Uh, Under the Red Sky. This is a record. Under the Red Sky. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> That's like eighty eight, eighty nine, something like that. It's, Ninety. It's, I, I forget. Maybe yeah. It's it's in that dark period. Like thank uh, God for Joker men because I am able to explore that and and, and get into that and really get in touch with. With 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 Dylan, you know, through you guys, but, uh, of course. Uh, th- this song, I, I have to n- note, you know, yes, it's about na- you know a man giving names to all the animals, but it it ends with a Hitchcock a Hitchcockian really a, type of cliffhanger. This is it a really is a stunner. This ending of this song leaves you just gasping for air. And it takes your breath away. And I'm waiting eagerly for the sequel. To, to find out what that animal was? That's right. 
Uh, yeah. Wow. The, so the the for for those who aren't as familiar, the the conceit of this song is is uh, Bob sort of names a series of traits about an animal, and then eventually his narrator, uh, <laughs> man in this case, uh, decides you know what it's going to be called. So for instance, uh, next animal that he did meet had wool on his back and hooves on his feet, eating grass on a mountainside so steep. Uh, I think I'll call it a sheep. Anyone? Sheep. 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 There you go. Uh, and so Bob decides to end the song uh, in the same the same kind of pattern, but he 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 subtracts that very final line in which the animal is finally named. Uh, so very dramatically, he leaves us with uh, he saw an animal as smooth as glass slithering his way through the grass. Saw him disappear by a tree near a lake. Dot dot dot. The, and it just ends. Literally, the lyrics say dot dot <laughs> they dot. Do, they do. <laughs> What, That's what could it be? Gold. I didn't notice just, that. Thank I'm you. Just Ian. sitting there, like I punch a hole in the drywall. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, kids. Dora the Explorer. I think it's a. That's fucking amazing, and I didn't notice that. So thank you for that, Ian. It's uh, it, it really is uh, it's one of my hilarious man. One of my favorites. Uh, utterly unique <laughs> in the catalog. Funny. I think this is uh, maybe his only child child song. I guess you were saying Evan Wiggle Wiggle and well, stuff like that. Another thing that occurs to me about <laughs> the way that this song great, ends, I can only guess about what he's getting at toward the end of the song. But certain context clues lead me to believe that the animal that he is referring to. May or may not have something to do with the Bible, uh, in itself, which which I interesting with with perhaps the one of the first stories in the Bible. If you oh, catch my drift, heavy. We it's may heavy. never know. Do you know what I'm saying? It's heavy. Snake. It's a snake. <laughs> snake. I I uh, I really appreciate the line about the cow. Uh, he saw milk coming out, but he didn't know how. Ah, I think I'll call it a cow. It's heavy. It's heavy. And it's just an infectious little ditty. It really, it's just so fun. It is fun and yet uh, mysterious somehow, you know. What is, what is the point, what is the song for? It's, it's, what it tells me, what it gives me is an idea about how mankind decides after the fact of things existing, how to categorize them and that the world and that creation is older than us and that we are part of it, that we have the choice to, to divide it up into things based on our own ideas, but it's something apart from us and yet something that we are part of. I think there's a lot to read into this song. If you want to be uh, an absolute pedant pedant, (laughs) An absolute loser about it, um, like I am. And uh, uh, yeah, I, it, I think it's a great sort of uh, um, like counter counterweight or counterbalance against everything else that's going on this record, which is so heavy and apocalyptic and like um, very just weighty and you know kind of nervous and and um, frightening at certain points. And then this this is just like such a, a palate cleanser. Plus, I think it's a great penultimate song. I'm always very interested in not the last song on the record, although I'm interested in that as well, but the the second to last song on the record, like what sets us up. That's for a good the last point song. because you know they had that moment of like 
All right, what's the last one? And then you know the second to last one is kind of like also kind of the last one. They're like, which one's the last one, you know? Exactly. So it's always got that vibe. Track eight, track nine, great. Yeah, it, it's a perfect kind of setup for what we get in track nine, which uh, unless anyone else has anything to say about uh, our friends, the animals, we can, uh, we can, we can wrap with. Well, I do want to say real quick, um, just because I'm such a huge fan of Jokerman and such a like the number one fan, just such like the huge fan of the of the show and everything, and like noticed like on the on the Instagram like that you guys were like tweeting or you guys were like showing the, like the merch from from what was it was it the street legal tour right. or something? There was a T-shirt that had a fuckload of animals. It was so sick. Seventy eight, uh, the street yeah. legal tour. Yeah, was I guess that must have been before this, but I can't help but think about that as a Jokerman fan. Like uh, you know that cool fucking shirt. It is such a cool. Maybe shirt. that was maybe that was the inspiration for the song. Maybe I don't know, but I want that shirt. What is it like th- two thousand dollars on eBay? Yeah, it's like six hundred for an original. <laughs> worth it, yeah, man. People worth, are making reproductions of those, but you find like a real like it's got a bunch of holes in it, like original, like that's like yeah, three hundred, six hundred, six hundred bucks. Cool. That's good. I wouldn't want it to be any less or more than it's pretty that. Pretty cool. Perfect. It's the perfect amount. Yeah. That's the. Right amount. Um, and it's the right amount for that fucking cool ass shirt. 300 to $600. Anyways. The next song is the last song. And this is one of the great Bob Dylan vocal performances on, on the album. Uh, yeah. When, on any album. When he returns. Yeah, on any album. I think that this is, this is a really uh, a strong closer and one that I think really brings home and ties together everything that we've had so far. Um, what do you think about it, fellas? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's the perfect way to, perfect way to wrap this record, uh, especially coming yeah. off of something that is sort of so fun and light and inane as a man gave name to, to all the animals. Like he really, he really hones in back on the theme of this record at the very, at the very end. And um, and it's really it's a spare kind of song. It's just Bob uh, singing and a piano accompaniment and like a little bit of reverb. Um, but there's there's just like the focus is is exclusively on the vocal. Um, and he and he's really kind of putting his all into it and and trying to sound like a good singer here, which he can absolutely do whenever he sets his mind to it. He's not interested in that, you know, all the time or very often at all. Um, but um, but it's great to see you know, uh, see him, see him really focus on that here at the end. And I think that's what makes the song work so well. It's just a very tender and sweet song that, uh, you know, despite the fact that it is about, um, is about the Lord, you know, could almost be, or, or feels like it could be, you know, a classic Bob love song or something, um, were it not for the lyric about, uh, him returning. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it, it's a real knockout stunner and a, a great way to wrap the record. Absolutely. Couldn't have better put it better myself. I mean, it's such a beautiful song. It really is, you know. I mean, you got to give it to it. It really is one of those all time, all time, one of the all time like Dylan songs, you know, in a way. And 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 it's so gorgeous. And his vocal take is it's it's just really so fucking good. I mean, <clears throat> it really is nice when he shines. And it's maybe it's maybe like a, a little bit of a precursor to Saved. Maybe a little bit. Although there's a certain beauty to the song that I would say is a little bit subtle that Saved maybe doesn't even have because Saved is pretty gospel over the top. Like, praise Jesus, we're, we're all fucking ecstatic with the Lord. Everything's great. But so this still has a little bit of that, you know, 
little bit of that beige Christianity here, <laughs> as we've been talking about. Yes. But um, but it's just really the epitome of it, and it's just uh, it's just so gorgeous. He's his he really is going for it on his 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 vocal take here. It's 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 notable. It's notable. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like he really. Like it sounds like he believes in something again. I, I think that's kind of what was missing on Street Legal um, and um, yeah. anything since Desire, really, which I guess was just Street Legal. But it's been three years at this point since um, since Desire, um, you know, was the last kind of big successful studio album, at least successful on the terms of the critics. Um, and so, you know, even though even though this is sort of a weird record and and he's going off in this unexpected Christian direction, um, I think it, it probably sounded sounds um refreshing and reassuring to people who are looking for bob to uh to be you know this rock and this presence in their life it's it, it's nice for them to to hear once again like oh even if it's christianity that he believes in you know who cares he he really does give a shit he, he, you know he's he's there he's with us he's making it happen again he believes in something it's a, it's a rejuvenating re-energizing refocusing force in his in in his music and that can't be denied um Something that I'll pull from the Jan Wenner uh, incredibly egregiously positive review in Rolling Stone <laughs> from when this album came out is that the following. When he returns, the most religious song on this album is Dylan's richest and most beautiful effort as a singer. Because he has, okay, all right. he's like not even saying like on this record, he's saying. No, it's not debatable. Yeah. This is the best vocal performance of all time by Dylan. Okay. Because he has been so brilliant in other areas of his craft, Dylan has never been fully recognized as a singer. When he has a song and idea in which he believes, and he does here, the power, the richness, and the beauty of his voice are far greater than the words he uses. He sings with a sound that needs no words. Because he has the sound of the soul itself, kind of. This guy is so fucking high. Yeah, <laughs> <gasps> he's high on the Lord. The next line is really just uh, the cherry on top. You ready? Yeah. M- musically, this is probably Dylan's finest record. F- wait, 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 hold it. Finest what? Record. <laughs> record. This is musically the best things ever done. Okay, a, a All rare right. coming together of inspiration, desire and talent that completely fuse strength, vision and art. Yeah, fuck you blonde on blonde. Fuck the Nashville session players. Fuck everybody. Fuck everybody who's ever been in Dylan's career. Slow train coming, bitch. I'll just keep rolling through cuz I'm almost at the end of this review. Bob Dylan is the greatest singer <laughs> of our times. No, I'll, I'll put on a little bit of like coke momentum here for you. No one is better. No one. In objective fact, is even close. His versatility and vocal skills are unmatched. His resonance and feeling are beyond those of any of his contemporaries. More than his ability with words, more than the insight, his voice is God's greatest gift to him. So when I listen to When He Returns, the words finally don't matter at all. They are as good as they ever were. Maybe even better. I am hearing so cool. a voice. I'm hearing a voice. So great. So good. And that's how that... He's hearing a voice because he's a schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah. I am hearing voices tell me to... I Somebody is pointing a gun to my head telling me that this is 
what I have to write. <laughs> this guy must have just been really, really, really confused by street legal or something. I, I don't know. I, Everybody was a searcher in the 70s. Everyone was searching. That's so true. Searchers. Seekers. Well, right. Yes. Seekers, searchers. And, and what Bob is offering on this record is um, some feeling of certainty, which I think... Yes. Good point, man. At Fuck. that point was like... Pump that right into my veins. As everybody just wanted to hear from someone who felt certain about anything. And <laughs> I feel like we're in a similar uh, <laughs> kettle of fish right now. We, we are also at a time when people are desperate for certainty. And that creates a vacuum where, you know, absolute like compulsive liars can just jump in there and seems more certain than True. most other people. Uh so, in a way, not much has changed. And I think it, this record feels like it's aged really well. True. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, it's a, a beautiful kind of crystalline moment in time. It sounds amazing. Um, it's a great start to this this weird and wacky Christian period and once again proves that Bob is... <laughs> There's, there's nothing that he won't do in terms of uh, following the muse and, and completely just uh, junking everything and starting over fresh, uh, as, as shocking as, as a turn like this might have been. Well, you know what time it is now. It's everyone's favorite Gentlemen. time. Gentlemen, Jokerman, uh, now's the time when we express our ranking out of three stars. The patented three-star system. Sam, as the guest, would you like to uh, uh, offer your offer your three-star ranking? I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I, I have to say, like, uh, I gotta say, could you guys go first? Sure, sure, we can. Cool, cool. But just because I just want to know that. I just want to make sure I have a good gauge because, you know, I think we feel, we all feel the same way about the record. So I just want to make sure I know, you know, because there's only three stars. I mean, it's a bold well, system. If there's I, only three stars, but sometimes you, you've got to just go for it. When you I mean, if like. I just go, all right, I'll just go, I'll just go for it. You know, I would, I, I, I got to go with three stars because Slow Train Coming, it's a classic, you know. Three stars for me too. Ah, oh, gee. Now I'm feeling the pressure. I've been, I've been thinking about this all day. Is it a two star or is it a three star? <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tricky, you know. I'm going to, you know, fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna join it. I'm gonna join. Jo- <laughs> yeah, I'm, man. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do my own thing. I'm just going to be cool and say. <laughs> That's right. Three. <laughs> well put, man. Perfect. Three stars for me as well. Yeah, I don't know which is worse. Yeah, S- slow train coming. Great record. Beautiful. Um, well, I think unless we have any other insights uh, about slow train the slow train that's coming to pick us all up uh i just want to thank sam france for joining us on the podcast it was absolutely delight thank you sam you come you can come back at some other point because we've got a lot of these to do anytime you guys are doing good work like i said you guys are are making a great piece of work and so you know uh it's a pleasure pleasure's all ours oh yeah yeah we have a Twitter. It's called Joker Men Podcast. We have an Instagram. It's called Joker Men Podcast. 
rate and review, leave us five stars, as they say. We also have a religion. It's called Christianity. <laughs> and um, what what that means is that you have to accept that uh, the Lord Christ died for you, and and you have to... Sam, can you give me a quick... What what is Christianity about? Christianity at this point in Dylan in Bob's career is you know Johnny Rotten. I mean, it's just you know, it's for uh, for you, Sam. What what? Just tell me what from your heart. What's what is the Lord Christ telling us? Oh, you know, I mean, just you know, it's all about. Uh, it's all about. It's you know, really, what it's all about. What I've been thinking about lately as a Christian, you know, and I, I. I I don't, you know, I do call myself that sometimes, you know, uh, just because I grew up that way. But, uh, but, but, you know, Chris, Chris, Jesus, really, I've been thinking about lately, Jesus was a person who was a physical person who embodied the Spirit of God on earth, which we all do, right? Mm-hmm. We all have God in us. We all have that quest for something else. Quest, you know, for sure. That quest for, for whatever it is, man. You know what I mean? And, and Dylan, whether he's Christian or whatever he is, he's always on the quest. And the beauty of it is we're always, a, we're always able to relate to him. You know, no matter what it is, that's the genius of him. So, you know, he could be becoming, you know, Hindu for all I care, whatever it is. You know, it's just, you know, we always relate to his trip in some form or other, right? You know? Right. Well, well, Jan Wenner absolutely related to his trip, and I, uh, I, I honestly just aspire to enjoy anything as much as, as that that man enjoyed this record in 1979. Yes. We all should be so lucky. I think uh, cumulatively, we are showing the world that this is a record you should let into your life and let into your heart. When are you gonna wake up? Joker man. <laughs>